Pastor Paul Boyer and the Congregation of Victory Church welcome you to this message from the Word of God. It is our heartfelt desire to see you grow closer to the Lord and to help you become all that He has created you to be. Our prayer is that through this ministry you would come to know Him in a greater way and that these teachings from the Scriptures will better equip you to fulfill His plan in your life. Now, let's listen to Pastor Paul as we study the Word together. And this sermon, by the way, is on faith. This isn't a flippant topic. This is the bedrock of who we are. This is what it means to be a Christian, is faith. So I'm going to start it with prayer. And I'm going to ask you all to stand up with me. And I want you to, as I pray, now I have no idea what I'm going to say. I I haven't thought this through at all. The Holy Spirit is just going to lead me. Open your minds to what the Holy Spirit is saying to you. Pray along with me. And let the Lord, just let this glory shine in this. Because this is entirely from Him. I have no idea what's going to happen here. Lord God, I'm overwhelmed by how much You love me. I'm overwhelmed by what You've done. But more than that, I'm overwhelmed by what You will do. You've made promises. You've given us a covenant. I can't see how this is going to work. I don't understand where we're going from here. I don't see the future, but you do. And all I can do is trust that you know what's happening and that you know where you're taking us and where you're taking me and where this prayer is going because I don't know. Lord, I stand here, nothing broken and beaten and and but you love me anyway and you've made promises to me that i can trust you've made promises to all of us here that you will be with us forever and you'll never ever leave us and when we feel alone you're still there and when we need carried you are there to carry us and when we fall down you will pick us up and when we have no faith when our faith is a small That we can't see it, we can't feel it, that you're there. And we can trust you for the faith that you've promised us. So Lord, I thank you for the miracle of being able to approach your throne. I thank you for the opportunity to stand up here behind this pulpit and declare your word to your people. Lord, give me the words to speak. I'm doing this for you and for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Thanks for bearing with me. This week's topic is faith. So as you go through the week, on Monday we'll be looking at one of the goals of Christians is to believe God, not ourselves. On Tuesday we'll look at exercising our faith, how exercising our faith produces stronger faith. On Wednesday we'll understand that our lives are forever changed because of our faith in Christ's righteousness. And on Thursday, the way to heaven is only through Christ's righteousness. And on Friday, when we do what God says, he will provide what we need. So I pray that you're using your fusion outline. I pray that you're you're working through these things with your family. Again, faith is fundamental. Faith is everything. Without faith, we have nothing. But what is faith? Is faith belief? Are they the same? 
You know, I, I've heard it, and, and you have too, when people question our faith, and they say, how is it that you have faith in something that's unseen? How can you have faith in something that you can't control? How can you have faith? So what do you say when someone challenges you on, the, you know, on faith and, and, and they're, they're, they're degrading you, they're calling you a fool because of the faith you have? What do you say? Well, I've used it and I've heard it preached and we've often used the, the chair metaphor. Everybody know what I'm talking about, the chair metaphor? We can come back to that, that unbeliever and say, well, you, you have faith, don't you? When you put set down in that chair, you have faith it's going to hold you up. You have faith when you get in your car and you put the key in the ignition and you turn the key. You have faith that the car is going to start. I flew, back from, I flew to Key West and back this week. I had faith that that airplane was going to get me safely from one end, from one end of that flight to the other. I put my faith in that machine and the pilot and the air traffic controllers and everything, the mechanics and the guy that put the fuel in, hopefully. I put my faith in that. Now, I had absolutely no faith that I was going to make my connecting flight. But I did have faith I was going to get to Key West alive. That's the chair metaphor. You have faith. We exercise faith every day. But is that really faith? Think about it. You know, I have faith in that chair because I have experience with chairs. I've sat in chairs before. And very rarely have they let me down, so to speak. I have faith in airplanes because I've flown in airplanes a lot. Now, some of you Air Force guys may not have as much faith as I do because you know what's really going on. But as long ignorance is bliss, right? Okay. So is that really faith? Or is that just belief? I can believe in that chair because I have experience with chairs. I know what chairs are. I know, I know how much I weigh. I'm not going to tell you, but I know how much I weigh. And I know that chair can hold more than that. So if I were to park myself in that chair, I'm probably not going to fall down. I can see that because of my experience, my understanding of chairs, my understanding of airplanes, my understanding of cars, that if I turn the key in the ignition, it'll start because I have experience with cars. That's not unseen. I've lived that. That's not really faith. That's belief. Now, that's a good metaphor. It's a good, it's, it's a good way to explain faith to someone who is unsaved because they can have no possible way of understanding what you're talking about. They have no point of reference for the faith that I'm talking about. So, yes, it's, it's a good metaphor. It's a good tool to use. It's a good ex- But is that really faith? Is that the kind of faith that, Christ, that God has for us? Faith, belief is often based on experience. So what is faith? Where does it come from? Why is it different? Faith is a belief in something that you can't see. Faith is a belief in something you've never experienced, but you understand that it's true. Here's an example of that type of faith. Let's look in, in Matthew chapter 14, starting in verse 22. Now, this is the story that you've all heard about Peter and how Peter walks on the water. Jesus had been preaching. And when he was was finished, an evening came, 
Starting in verse 22, Scripture says, Immediately he, meaning Jesus, made the disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side, while he dismissed the crowds. After dismissing the crowds, he went up to the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone, but the boat was already over a mile from land, battered by the waves, because the wind was against them. Around three in the morning, he came toward them, walking on the sea. When the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said. And they cried out in fear. Immediately, Jesus spoke to them, have courage, it's I, don't be afraid. What did Peter say? Peter said, Lord, if it's you, command me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. And climbing out of the boat, Peter started walking on the water and he came toward Jesus. But when he saw the strength of the wind, he was afraid and he began to sink and he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand, caught hold of him and said to him, you of little faith, why did you doubt? Did Peter have experience with walking on the water? No. He got out of the boat anyway. Peter stepped out into something unknown. He had never walked on water before. He had no experience with it. His faith wavered, but it was faith nonetheless. In the New Testament, we often see where people are asking, looking at Jesus, asking for a sign. If only they saw a miracle, they would believe. Do you know anybody like that? If only they saw a miracle, they would believe. Are you like that? But Jesus knew their hearts. He knew they'd already had the law and the prophets and they still didn't believe. Their eyes were closed and a miracle from him wasn't going to result in faith. Only belief. If that. The people wanted to see, to experience the signs so that they could believe. But faith is more than belief. So what is it? One of my new favorite websites is Conservapedia. Everybody, everybody knows about Wikipedia, right? Okay, Wikipedia is very uh, non-conservative, let's put it that way. You can't really trust the opinions and in in, in all that you read. And, you know, take that with a huge grain of salt. Conversely, Conservapedia is a very conservative website. If they put a spin on it at all, they spin it to, the, I believe, the right direction. And this is what they say. Faith is a confidence or trust in the achievement of God's will, even though unseen and unexpected by nonbelievers. Faith embodies more than belief. Faith elevates one's being, while belief is limited to a mental state or emotion. Faith implies a casual role of the believer in the outcome or in the overcoming of personal fear. Faith also implies advancement or accomplishment rather than wrongdoing, while belief implies neither. Okay, this is your first fill-in if if you're following along. Write this down. William Newton Clark said, Faith is daring the soul to go farther than it can see. Now, William Newton Clark was a religious liberal who was trying to argue faith out of religion. He was using this as a derogatory comment. God used it for truth. 
Because faith is daring the soul to go farther than it can see. Hebrews 11.1 says, write this down. Now faith is the reality of what is hoped for. The proof of what is not seen. And your next fill-in. Faith is more than merely believing. It is daring and stretching and stepping out of the boat. Faith is confidence in the will and actions of God. Faith is surrender. Faith is dying to oneself. Faith is taking up the cross of Jesus and making it your own and carrying it every day. Faith is much more than belief. Belief can be applied toward anything. Faith, true faith, can only be placed in God. So how do you get this faith that I'm talking about? Where does it come from? In Romans 10:17, it says, So faith comes from what is heard, and what is heard comes from the message about Christ. Logical question. What is the message about Christ? What does Christ say about his mission? In John 12, starting in verse 44, Jesus cried out, The one who believes in me believes not in me, but in him who sent me. I am the one who, and the one who sees me sees him, not me. I have come in as a light into the world so that everyone who believes in me would not remain in darkness. If anyone hears my words and does not keep them, I do not judge him, for I do not come to judge the world, but to save the world. The one who rejects me and doesn't accept my sayings has this as his judge. The word I have spoken will judge him on the last day. For I have not spoken on my own, but the Father himself who sent me has given me a command as to what I should say and what I should speak. I know that his command is eternal life, so the things I speak, I speak just as the Father has told me. Remember in Acts chapter 2, the day of Pentecost, the disciples and others are are gathered in in the upper room and the Spirit of God came upon them. Remember Peter, the man of little faith? Peter left that room and he went out on the street corner in Jerusalem and he stood this uneducated fisherman this raw, rough man with calloused hands and a stooped back stood on the street corner in Jerusalem and he called out the men of Israel and he told them about their sin and he told them about he told them their history and he told them that Jesus was the Messiah, the one they'd been waiting for. He was the Savior of the world. And the Spirit moved among these men. And when they heard this, they were pierced to the heart and they said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Brothers, what must we do? Repent, Peter said to them, and be baptized, each of you, in the name of Jesus, the Messiah, for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is for you and for your children and for all those who are far off and as many as the Lord our God will call. And with many other words, he testified and strongly urged them, saying, Be saved from this corrupt generation. So those who accepted his message were baptized. And that day about 3,000 people were added to them. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. 
And it goes on to say they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And every day the Lord added to them those who were being saved. You want to know how to receive the faith I was talking about? Repent and believe. Because Jesus is the Son of God. He's God in the flesh. He was sacrificed for your sin on a Roman cross. And he was raised from the dead by the power of the Most High God who sits, he sits on God's right hand and acts as your intercessor. And is coming in again to call who? To call the faithful home. That is the message of Christ. Do you believe it? Do you? Well, that's a good start. Now repent of your sins and you will receive faith. Because faith is a gift. Faith is a gift from God. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says, For grace you are saved through faith. And this is not of ourselves. It is God's gift, not from works, so that no one can boast. Faith is given to those who believe. Faith is a virtue. Because love never ends. But as for prophecies, they will come to an end. As for languages, languages, they will cease. And as for knowledge, it will come to an end. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when the perfect comes, the partial will come to an end. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I thought as a child. I reasoned as a child. But when I became a man, I put aside these childish things. For now we see indistinctly as in a mirror. But then face to face... Now I know in part, then I will know fully, as I am fully known. Now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. For now I see indistinctly as in a mirror, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then fully. I have faith. I can't see fully yet, but one day I will. And what gives me the strength to step one foot in front of the other and continue with God's call is faith, not just belief. It's faith. And faith is a gift that I can only get from belief and repentance. It's a gift from God. It's a gift from God through the offices of the Holy Spirit. It inspires hope and the eventual full knowledge of the love of God. In Hebrews chapter 11, that's known as the great hall of fame of the faithful. There's a list, and I'll I'll touch a few of them, of the faithful in Scripture. Now, faith is the reality of what is hoped for, the proof of what is not seen. For by our ancestors we were proved. By faith we understood that the universe was created by the word of God so that what is seen has been made from things that were not visible. By faith, Abel offered to God a better sacrifice than Cain did. By this he was approved as a righteous man because God approved his gifts. And even though he is dead, he still speaks through us. By faith, Enoch was taken away and did not experience death. And he was not to be found because God took him away. For prior to his transformation, he was approved having pleased God. Now, without faith, it is impossible to please God, for the one who draws near to him must believe that he exists and rewards those who, and he rewards those who seek him. 
By faith, Noah was warned what was to come. He built an ark to deliver his family. He was, by this, he was commended. He condemned the world and became an heir to the righteousness that comes from faith. By faith, Abraham, when he was called, obeyed and went out to a place he was going to receive as an inheritance. He went out not knowing where he was going. By faith, he stayed as a foreigner in the land of promise, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, co-heirs of that promise. For he was looking forward to the city that has foundations, whose architect and builder is God. And it goes on. By faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered Isaac. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. By faith, Moses, after he was born, was hidden from his parents. By faith, they left Egypt. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down. By faith, not just belief, but belief in God and faith in his will and his righteousness. That's a list of some of the heroes of the faith. It's only a partial list. Many more can be added. And maybe you have a hero in your life. Or maybe you are a hero to someone else. But here's the problem. I can't speak fully about the faith of our fathers. I stand here behind these pieces of glass and I look out at the world and I see faith in the faithful, but I can only know it in part. I can only understand it in part. I read here about the faithful and I understand as much as the Holy Spirit reveals to me, but I can never fully know their faith, only the fruit of it. All I know is my faith. My walk is my own. I sometimes have the faith to move a mountain and sometimes I can't find enough to fill a thimble. Sometimes I can walk on water. I could go water skiing without a boat. Sometimes I can't get out of the boat. It all depends on how much I listen to the voices of the world. Loud, clanging cymbals that are competing for my time and for my mind and for my heart. Or how much I listen to that still, small voice of God. Abraham believed and it was credited to him as righteousness, not just because he believed, but because he acted on it. He stepped out and found more faith and more belief. Even when he doubted, even when his faith was weak, he found more faith and he found more strength because he trusted in the covenant of God. James tells us that faith without works is dead. Yes, and works without faith is vanity and pride. When my faith is weak, I must ask myself if I'm going, doing, and being what God wants me to be, or am I listening to myself? Am I working for God or for me? To whom do I listen? What do I do when my faith is weak? I walk as Abraham did. One foot in front of the other, counting on God's blessing, counting on God's promises, counting on the covenant that he made with me, counting on the blood covenant of the shared blood of his son. See, faith comes from hearing and hearing from the word of God. So I ask you this, where is your faith and to whom do you listen? What do you do when your faith is weak? 
Well, this is what I challenge you to do. I challenge you to believe and repent. To steal your heart and listen to the voice of God. To stay in the word and pray without ceasing. Put one foot in front of the other in those dark times, in those times when you feel God is not there, when the times you feel like you're in this alone, and the times your faith is weak and you can't get out of the boat. Get out of the boat. Put one foot in front of the other. Take that next step in faith. What does God demand from us? Demands our faith. He doesn't want just belief. I have a friend who believes that Jesus Christ is who he says he is, but he has no faith. He doesn't want just head ascension. He wants your heart. Faith resides in your heart. What God wants from us is nothing short of everything. He wants us to love him. He wants us, but more than anything, he wants us to be faithful. Do these things. And one day you will hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. Let's pray. The musicians can come up. Lord, sometimes what you've called us to is a difficult road. You never promised that this life that you called us to would be easy. You never promised us that there would not be pitfalls and dangers and adversity and strife and persecution. In fact, you promised us all these things would happen. But we would be glorified, you would be glorified through them, and we would be blessed by standing still, standing up against all the things that come our way. And the only thing that gives us the power to do this is faith. When when God passed between the sacrificial Thank you for joining us for this message from the Word of God. We know that the truth you have just heard will change your life, if you believe it and intentionally apply it. If you need someone to pray with, or maybe you just want someone to talk to, please call us at 618-622-9360. That's 618-622-9360. Or you can email us at victory at victorychurchonline.net. That's victory at victorychurchonline.net. If you're interested in obtaining more teaching materials or if you'd like to partner with us in this ministry, please contact us. You can call, email, or send a request to 715 Lake Point Center, Suite 109 in O'Fallon, Illinois. Or come check us out on the web at www.victorychurchonline.net. And again, we thank you and are glad you could join us.